0: This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday, the 15th of February. Justin, energy giant Shell, you know, the one with petrol stations everywhere you look. Uh-huh. Well, traditionally, they haven't been amazing for the environment. You know but now, they want to eliminate net carbon emissions by 2050 because investors are putting pressure on them to do more about climate and change. So they should. Brett, Uber's notched up its 11th consecutive unprofitable quarter <laughs> from October to December last year. What a time. Time to be alive. <laughs> well, just unfortunately, as you know, we have three really profitable stories today. Let's do it. For our first, dating app Bumble's first date with the share market was successful after a 77% IPO day price pop. I say what you did there. Very good. Tell me more. Well, as the Flux fan may remember, Bumble was founded in 2014 by Whitney Herd, who started her career at Tinder. Initially, she wanted to create a women-focused social network. But then she landed on the concept of a female-focused dating app. So Bumble lets women who are looking for matches make the first move. Now Bumble began trading on the US based NASDAQ stock exchange late last week. And how did they go? Very nicely. Yep, they originally expected the price for the stock to be around $28 per share. Then they ended up listing it at $43 per share. Shares in Bumble surged immediately when trading started, opening at 76 dollars dues. (laughs) A lower 77% IPO day increase. So what is the key learning here? Bumble's IPO is set to to inspire a generation of female entrepreneurs. Whitney Wolf Heard is pretty different to many standard tech company founders. Jobs, Bezos, Musk, Zuckerberg, Spiegel, Page, Bryn, Hastings, all <laughs> white males. She doesn't have a degree in STEM, science, technology, engineering, or math. She's not based in Silicon Valley, the epicenter of the tech world. And Justin, she didn't raise billions of dollars in venture capital. And despite all of this, Bumble has achieved one of the most high profile and successful technology IPOs of the year. Plus Justin, The majority of Bumble's board is made up of women, unlike many other tech companies. So this is a major moment, not just for Bumble, but for female founders around the world. For our second story, the ACCC is investigating whether to allow NAB's $220 million takeover of Aussie neobank 86400. This is new territory in the financial services space, Justin. So what is going on here? All right, let's go back a bit. Last month, NAB announced it was acquiring 86400 for $220 million. And as we've discussed, 86400 is one of the new neobanks to hit the Aussie scene. The name 86400 relates to the total seconds in a day. Supposedly, they're making us feel in control of our money every second of the day? (laughs) Now, the deal would say 86400 merge with NAB's existing online bank, UBank. But now, the ACCC, Australia's competition watchdog that makes sure we all play fairly, Mm -hmm. is saying, hey, uh, big banks, we have our eyes on you. That's a direct warning to banks that are interested in gobbling up emerging fintechs and digital banks like a (laughs) Pac-Man. So now, a decision on the merger is due in April. So what's the key learning here? The ACCC wants to protect neobanks and their customers from the extremely well-capitalized big four banks. Get this, Justin. More than 80% of mortgage borrowers have a loan with one of the big four. They're pretty strong. So when big banks buy smaller neobanks, it has serious implications for the Aussie financial services market. The big banks don't want anyone to undercut them on price. So if they buy the smaller bank, they can change that. Which has implications for consumers, particularly around price and around service. Not good for you, not good for me, Mm -hmm. and not good for the Flux fam. For our third and final story, Telstra is doing something a little wild for the big (laughs) T it's maintaining its dividends even as profit falls risque stuff from the big T here so tell me more well first things first a dividend is basically when a company hands out some of its earnings from the year to its shareholders it's kind of like a little present to say thanks for believing in us (laughs) and thanks for having our back and companies can increase this dividend amount or they can decrease it depending on how they feel about the company's current financial state now Telstra has maintained the same dividend at 8 cents even though the company's profit dropped for its half year results. In fact, profit before tax was down 20% to $1.33 billion. Gee, that hurts, Justin. So what is the key learning here? Companies pay dividends for a variety of reasons, but Brett, generally only larger and more established companies that have more predictable profits pay out a dividend. Like the big T. Whereas at the other end of the spectrum, earlier stage companies tend to not offer dividends. That's because say startups would rather allocate available cash to initiatives that will help the business mm. succeed or grow. Afterpay, never paid a dividend. Hmm, let me see. Zero accounting software, never paid a <laughs> dividend. And while dividends are great for shareholders in the short term, many would actually prefer for the money to stay in the business yes. so that it can be reinvested in the company's growth. Flux fam, by now you've surely made the leap onto TikTok. And guess who else has joined the party? That's right, us. <laughs> If you want the latest and greatest business news and some amazing money hacks, jump on board the Flux train. Search for flux.finance on TikTok and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.